Hello and welcome to the Parent Driven Development Podcast. My name is Chris Arcand and I am here with my friend, Chris. Hi, I am Christopher Sexton and I am here with my friend, Kay Wu. I'm Kay Wu and I am here with my friend, Allison. Hello, I'm Allison. And today, as you may have seen on our social media, we are saying goodbye for now. We are going on a little bit, a little bit of a hiatus. And so today we just sort of wanted to reflect a little bit and and talk about what it's what it's like to to be on the podcast. And so to start with, I'm curious what everybody has felt in terms of what it's what it's like to be a panelist on this podcast. It was interesting. And it was one of these things. I remember, Allison, when we first talked about it before you got things going, you you were talking about doing the thing. And I was like, right, we don't need another white dude making a podcast. <laughs> and and then you replied with, actually, you'd be the only one in, on the panel. And of course, it's evolved over time. But I remember thinking that was a very interesting thing. And you know, kind of happy that it worked out that way because I've enjoyed it. It's been lots of fun and certainly was, you know, one of those situations where I learned, I learned as much as anybody in this whole process. And it was very insightful and kind of a, a good, good, a good reason to think about stuff that I don't normally think about. Yeah. I, I also remember when Allison was first talking about starting up something like this. And I thought at the time, like, you know, I, I nothing i feel like a lot of people have a lot of different ideas and they execute them on on different ways and stuff like that and i remember thinking like really when when allison got this going so impressed like the amount of work and thought and dedication allison that you've put towards organizing this and keeping it going for so long is like amazing so thank you so much before i answer the question like you've done an amazing job organizing the podcast thank you i should I should tell you, I don't, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast. The, so this is how the conversation with my husband went when I told him that I wanted to start this podcast. So we recorded our first few episodes, like just a couple of months before I had my second. So I was in my third trimester. So I think the first conversation that I had with him, like I was, I was already pregnant with our second and I was like, Hey, you know, like I, I think I really want to do this podcast. Like I've been, you know, doing some speaking at conferences and talking with a lot of people. And um, and he just, he sort of just looked at me and he was like, why? Only only you would be like pregnant with another child and like launch, <laughs> a, like launch a podcast. But so he, he did make me promise that I would take something off of my plate if I was going to put this on on my plate. But yeah, it was really, really fun to, to sort of like shape what the podcast was, you know, figure out format, talk to you all. And, you know, we've had a number of different panelists um, over the years. So, you know, talk to, talk to lots of different folks. For me, one of the things that was really cool was just like all the different, all the different guests that we've had on all these different topics. And absolutely. Yeah. I think like, I think listeners have enjoyed listening to those conversations, but, but like we were the ones that got to like, you know, ask the questions and, and be in the conversations with them. It was also a little bit, 
stressful because, you know, recording a podcast on a regular basis is, you know, it involves time and commitment. And there were definitely some times where, you know, I, I would be like, oh, like this, I need to make sure that I'm prepared for this guest that we're going to have on, you know, for this guest that we're going to have on because, you know, other people will give it, we're giving us their time. And so, yeah, but just really fun to like, to have those, have those conversations and yeah. Just talking to like, you know, authors of books that have done interesting things and, you know, imposter syndrome kicking out like, is this, is this for real? Like, am I really the right person that should be asking this, you know, these people, these questions, like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, it was, it was such a great project for me to, to be a part of. I feel so grateful and, and honored as well, because I feel like one of my lessons from becoming a, a parent is it's really effective to try to have multiple purpose for the same amount of time or effort I may be putting into something, right? So for me, this podcast was like, parent support group meeting that happens to be recorded and disseminated into all of our best friends on the internet, professional networking to some degree, but with much less commitment than attending conferences or or giving talks or, or even being on Twitter, like being on Twitter is much more of a time suck than regularly recording a, a podcast. So I've just been off of it for several years now and learning from other people about, you know, different ways of approaching the the same pursuits and yeah, getting to meet all these really cool guests and learn about their work for organizations. For example, I still mentioned Jambo books subscription to folks that I learned about entirely through the guest episode that we did on, on this podcast here. Yeah. Just been that, that part has been really cool. And there's so, so many, so many things all pulled together and it's just like, Oh, you just make sure to show up on time think a little bit ahead of time, but then just talk a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I think it's been really awesome being a panelist. I've, I've, it's been fun to engage with other parents from very different backgrounds and experiences to both, you know, empathize with the similarities. And I think empathy, I've talked about this in a previous episode, I think like one of the greatest things that I valued here was just the empathy, listening to similar stories that you're not the only one experiencing some certain mm-hmm. thing, but then also the exact opposite, like the complete different experiences that you don't have to stretch your brain and get ideas that you've never really thought about. And I think a big lesson that I've learned from the podcast is that adaptability is key in parenting for me, like hearing hearing other people's stories of, you know, their slightly older kids or different experiences or something like that has been fantastic for you know, growing that adaptability and kind of anticipating what could be next or maybe not. Yeah, it's been it's been very, very informative and an awesome experience. Yeah, that was one of the things that I was just thinking about as you were talking was, I don't want to say that I'm a much different parent. Well, I probably am. I just, I'm a different parent than I was when I started. So like, I basically never like go back and listen to episodes because just like you like hearing your like voice and blah 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 but Mm -hmm. you know part of me sort of like you know it would be interesting to hear some of the some of the first episodes and just sort of like get a sense of like oh it's interesting how my perspective has changed through through so many things right through the world changing through my kids changing and getting older through like my through myself just like changing as a 
as a person, you know, and I think that I I feel like I've learned a lot from from you all and from, you know, guests, but also from the panelists over the last few few years, just like different people's approaches to things and how different people handle different situations and approaches to use and yeah, it's I just I'm definitely a much different person than I was when this all started. Yeah, I like that we have had some good affirmation of problems I was running into and oh good, it wasn't just me. I was convinced it was just me uh, situations. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, switching a little bit from sort of what, what we felt as being a panelist and what this has meant to us, I, what do we hope that listeners have felt or like, what do we, yeah, what do we hope that people have felt listening to us, you know, on a, on a regular semi, semi-regular basis? I think the biggest thing for me is that I hope people realize that there's no one way to parent <laughs> and that you shouldn't worry yourself silly on whether or not you're doing the right thing. At least, you know, where, where I'm at in my, my parenting journey, I have a lot of other people around me that are just becoming parents themselves and whatnot. And I think if you remember back when you first had kids, like it's very easy to be exceedingly worried about whether or not you're doing the right thing again, whether or not like you're having the same experiences or if it's like weird in some way or something like that. And I hope that through sharing all the stories and experiences that we have on the podcast, again, you realize that there's not like one true and true way that you should be aspiring to, but a bunch of different ways that you can go about parenting and experiences that you might have or might not have. I think that in the, um, you know, it, it, it's going to evolve over and over, you know, kind of, kind of like Allison is not yeah. the same parent that she was, you know, the kids aren't the same people that they were. And, you know, it's that super trite. It's a, right. it's a phase, but, um, you know, combined with all the other inputs, uh, especially like, you know, in, in general, my kids were on the older side of, of the other folks in the panel. And so it was lots of discussion about things that were like, oh, they're going through this. And I'm like, oh, right. That was the biggest deal in the world. <laughs> and it was. Right. <laughs> but it's like, I don't even care anymore. Like I've moved past. <laughs> and, and and then that just happens like over and over again. And, and knowing that it's going to flow and change and it'll get better and there's hope. You know, hopefully these things add up. Yeah, for, for yeah, to all that, I feel like the big summary I would have is, I think someone else already mentioned it, but you are not alone. Every kid is different. This is true. Every parent is different. Every parent and kid and combination and family, like everyone is, is different in some way. And yet it's also still true. You are not alone in this endeavor. And that it's also, I think one, one, one thing for me is, I don't know about everyone else, but I still sometimes harbor a little bit in me, especially when talking to childless friends of, of like, oh, like, I hope I'm not boring them too much with all this parenting stuff. Like, I really, like, I'm really into it. It's very important to me. I read about it and I think about it a lot, but is that like, is it, is it too try hard? You know, <laughs> is it, is it weird that I am putting so much, like, it's, it's, feels very uncool in various ways. And so it's also just, again, like another thing in which you are not alone. 
it, it is like plenty of other people also feel similarly important and to be able to talk about it really helps. Yeah, for me, I think that the two things um, that sort of stand out in my mind are the camaraderie. Like, I mean, I feel very lucky that I work with a lot of folks that have children of all ages, but I have not always worked in places with other folks that have had children. And so, you know, I know a lot of people don't, right? People work in smaller companies or or companies where folks don't have kids or where it's not it's not a topic that's that's talked about as at work. And so, you know, just the the camaraderie where folks can sort of like really feel like uh, like they have a connection to to, to other people. Uh, and then also the laughs, right? Like it's like it's it's parenting is ridiculous. And and you know, I think it's <laughs> had some really good successes and fails, et cetera. You know, and so that's the other thing that I hope people have felt sort of listening, listening to us regularly is just just the laughs of like, you know, you often you just have to laugh at parenting and the ridiculous things that you have to do or say or whatever as a parent. All right. So what about one question retrospective? If we could have done something different, what would we have done different? Everything was perfect and nothing needs to change. <laughs> Great, ship it. <laughs> I feel like I have like such a long list of these things. <laughs> oh, really? I was kind of joking, but not totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think it was awesome. I think that, but a lot of it is about, a lot of it is about like running a podcast, right? So like sort of the, the logistical side of things, right? How... For a long time, I was like really hesitant to like ask for sponsorships because I was like, uh, like, you know, would anyone want to sponsor this and why? Or, you know, even like hiring like a, a podcast assistant to make sure that like, you know, realizing the things that I like, you know, can and can't do. But I think that like I love the conversations. I loved so much um, about all of this. Uh, but I I guess this is actually part of the part of the learning. Like I feel like I learned so much about about how to run a podcast. I mean it's you know, we've done almost 70 episodes over three, you know, a little over three years, which is you know, that's, that's not too shabby. <laughs> it's like, I try to, I try to remind myself periodically oh my that, gosh. yeah, that that's not too shabby. Yeah, so no, no doubt. I feel like I just learned a lot about podcasting in general and what I might do in the future a little differently. Yeah. All the, all the things that I can think of that are like, man, maybe we should have done that differently or, or whatever, uh, is mostly also around like the meta of things. Uh, to me, one of the big things that stands out is like episode format. Like I remember, you know, we were, we were talking about all sorts of things about like, you know, hour long episodes or, you know, the format of when we're going to do this and we're going to do that. I feel like we improved constantly in that, but I feel like I would have experimented with that even more than, than we did maybe just because that, that just changes things so much. Just an interesting topic for sure. Yeah, we need some like musical stings and transition music and like that's but 
<laughs> yeah, like, but then like production. Oh yeah, effort. Yeah, totally transition music. Good <laughs> but it, it could have been so cool. So in hindsight, I wish I had way more time. <laughs> <laughs> really. Anyone have any, before we move on to genius and fails, because of course we have to do genius and fails for our last episode, any parting words for listeners? Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed they kept listening. (laughs) Although it's like, I'm I'm kind of like, well, I was here, so why would you listen? And then I also like look back and like see some of the guests. (laughs) And so it, it, maybe it's more of a, I appreciate you tolerating some of the, the panel members. <laughs> I think mine is you for listeners, you are doing a great job. You're all doing a great job. I feel like anytime that I meet a parent or have like a channel where a parent is listening to me, the only thing that I want to say to them is that you are doing a great yeah. job. Yeah. Your kids are probably going to be okay. I'm going to amend mine too. If it works for you, it's working. Yeah. They will probably be fine. Most likely. It's going to be okay. Definitely. (laughs) We're all ruining all our own kids. (laughs) Uh, On that note, should we move to our final genius and fails segment? So this is the part of the show where we talk about genius moments, something that went really well, where we felt really smart or a fail. Something that did not go so well. I have one. I can start. My my daughter is in high school, her freshman year of high school. And she had two times last week where she used the word arithmetic and it baffled her, her peers. So she was talking to classmates or teammates and it was used in context. It was like, you know, oh, so-and-so wants to be an accountant. And she goes, oh, well, you must be good at arithmetic. And everyone just like had a confused look and turned and stared and was like, what? Never heard this word. And so she came home to, you know, we were having dinner and she's like, all right, this has happened twice in a week. Um, People don't know. It's like, is this a real word? Like, what is going on? Like, have have you just trolled me the whole time by making up new words? And and she, you know, she was like legitimately embarrassed. She's like, "Why, why would you do this to me? (laughs) <laughs> also she you know it might have something to say about her, oh, her no. mom and I, that she would assume that we were just in, in it for the long troll <laughs> but we assured her and then we're like go ask ask other people and she did ask another wow. classmate and they, they understood what the word was and i'm like go and ask your math teachers please and they they were they were just confused <laughs> But I was, I was very proud of my of uh, my kids' vocabulary. But it was one of those things where, like, what do you mean? Do, isn't that like part of the three R's of that you you know the reading, writing, arithmetic that you learn in in elementary school? But apparently, that is not a thing anymore. I have one. Okay, so <laughs> this is a genius, but it's not going to sound like a genius as I'm telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> I will say also, this is one of those geniuses where, you know, we think a lot about what we share about our children on the internet and like, you know, sort of being, being mindful of that line. This is like one of those where like my child's going to be annoyed in the future at me, but that's okay. So we, over the, over the weekend, my daughter, who is almost three, fully 
potty trained, etc., was working. She had her quiet time. She was working really, really hard on a puzzle. She was so excited that she finally got, um, she finally figured out and did the puzzle all by herself. Now, the problem was that in focusing that much and doing the puzzle all by herself, she did not stop in time to go to the bathroom. So all of a sudden we hear like, we hear this yelling for a parent from upstairs. And so my husband, husband goes up and I, so what happened was that my daughter and I applaud, I applaud her problem solving skills here, but she had to poop and she wasn't going to make it to the, she was worried about having an accident. And so she put her hand on her, on her tushy to, to hold the poop in, which of course did not great problem solving skills, good solution, but of course did not, did not turn out quite as she had anticipated. And so I, so I walk up a few minutes later to uh, her like, scream crying in the bathroom it's been months since she's had any sort of an accident and we're like super chill about it but she tends to be she always has been like a little intense about it anyway so she's like scream crying and and my husband who went upstairs to deal with this situation that he didn't quite know what he was walking into i walk into the bathroom to him yelling i need some help in here i need some help in here and so <laughs> so, so the like i said this isn't going to sound like a genius as i'm telling the story but the genius is that i got into the bathroom and i asked everyone to take a deep breath i was like honey you're not calming down our child because you're sort of flipping out. But and it wasn't it like wasn't even a big mess. Like she had like she had like a little bit of poop on her hand, and that was basically it. Like she didn't, you know, like there wasn't wiped everywhere. There wasn't like a poop log on the floor. Like it, like it was actually like it was fine. So I like explained to him that he was not helping, sort of like create an atmosphere of calm where she could like sort of pull herself together. And so I got, you know, I got him calmed down. I got her calmed down. Everything was fine. Everyone just needed to take a few deep breaths and realize that it's not a big deal. And sometimes the way that you want to solve a problem does not actually work out the way that you imagine it will in your mind. So that's my genius. But I feel like that's like a solid final episode <laughs> pre-genius. <laughs> like, and all the elements of a good genius fail. I can go next. <laughs> Ours is, I'm really just going to borrow my husband's genius one on this. A while back, he had somehow found an extra short snow shovel of some kind. I don't know if it's actually marketed as a snow shovel for children or if it just like is well Maybe it's like a specific kind of gardening tool that I don't know about that just has a shorter handle. But anyway, we've we've had one for a while and we did get 20 inches of snow across two days in New Jersey earlier this week. And later when my husband was out trying to finish up some shoveling during the day, the, the nanny took the kids out as well. And so our three and a half year old now, I guess. Yeah, our three and a half year old like got his snow shovel as well and started pitching in and like really did actually help clear off part of the porch that 
my husband was working on. And afterwards at, at dinner, when he was telling me, he was like pointing out that that was the section that he cleared off that, you know, he really helped with the, with the shoveling and had really helped out the family. And I was just like, that was, we did good there. That was a good one. That was a win. He's so proud. And I, I really loved seeing that. Oh, nice. That is awesome. Well, I can say from here in Minnesota, that is like one of my go-to entertain my son activities is shoveling snow. <laughs> he loves shoveling snow. I have a little I have a little kid shovel thing for him. And we are out shoveling all the time together. He literally comes to me after a big snowfall and is like, Dad, can can we go shovel? And I'm always very much obliged to have him come with me and, you know, be entertained in that way. So that's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for my sons, for when he turned three, uh, we got him a a, a kid size wheelbarrow as a gift, and I, and I asked my sister to buy this set of like kid size gardening tools. Like there was a a rake and a hoe and a really small shovel with short handles and everything. And then my my parents were just Ooh. like, "Why are you only buying your child yard work tools for their birthday?" And I was like, "Look, this this return on investment has to pay off like sometime eventually." Okay. <laughs> start to start it when they're young and excited and don't know any better we got yard work to do yeah. <laughs> indeed yeah exactly what do, you, what do you expect i remember that ripping up the side yard because we wanted to pull up the ground cover and put grass down and like one of the kids turned to me and was like dad you know some people hire folks to do this i was like i got i got y'all we're good <laughs> My genius is also related to snow, and that is that my wife and I are usually big walkers. We like to be able to to get out and go for a walk as much as possible, and in the summertime, that's great. We just have my son on his little bike, and my daughter, who when it was summer was less than a year old and would be in the little stroller, and it'd be wonderful, but... When winter comes here in Minnesota, there's obviously lots of snow and it's cold. And suddenly the motivation for my son to either bike or walk with us around the area plummets, does not want to do it in any way whatsoever. So when we were looking for holiday gifts for him and whatnot, we found this sled that is basically like a little mini snowmobile. So it ranges like your, your, your two and a half year old could be on it up to like eight years old, supposedly, because it can expand or, or get smaller or whatever. And it's just a snowmobile style sled with a little brake on it, which is super cool. And it's got some minimal steering and it's got like three sleds on it and stuff like that. And then it has a little like tow rope on the front, which is really tiny. It's not very comfortable for me as a taller person to, to hold the whole time. So I thought to be able to drag him around, I found like this moving strap, which is like super long. It's like eight feet or something like that. And I used it as kind of like a, like you can, it has a loop on it. You can tie it around your waist or you can carry it over your shoulder or something like that. So it creates like this, this rope that's like 12 feet long or something like that. And it has been so awesome. Elliot, my son loves it. He gets on the little sled and as long as there's snow cover, we can go on the longest walks because he just he happily trails behind us in his little snowmobile 
as I carry him with this with this toe strap, and it has enabled us to be able to go out on on winter walks and snowshoeing and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, it was a it was a genius moment. He loves it. I know. I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I want to be towed around on a sled. <laughs> No, yard work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much to all of the listeners for listening to us. And we hope that you continue to enjoy past episodes of parent driven development while we're off air for a little bit.